Let's deep dive. Hello and welcome to Deep Dive with Erin. I am your host, Erin. Thank you so much for joining in. This is podcast number three for me. So I just want to say thank you all so much for downloading and listening. I really appreciate you guys being here with me. Today, we are going to talk about the girl in the basement, also known as the Elizabeth Fritzl story. This is the true story of a girl who survived 24 years of captivity by her own father. I do want to put out a disclaimer. This story will discuss sexual abuse. So if this is too heavy for you, please click out and join us next week for another story. Our story starts on April 9th, 1935. Joseph Fritzl was born in Austria to parents Joseph Fritzl Sr. and Mary Fritzl. He grew up the only child raised solely by his mother. His father was an alcoholic and left the family when Joseph was just four years old. It was later found out that his father fought as a soldier during World War II and was killed in action in 1944. His mother, Mary, was not the most loving mother. She was said to have only had Joseph to prove that she was not infertile after her first marriage ended because she did not produce a child. She felt Joseph was a burden that she was forced to look after. Joseph had struggled his whole life to form a relationship with his mother. He began to have severe anxiety during the World War when the bombing raids were over their home. His mother refused to hide with him during the air raids and sent him to the shelter by himself. He developed ways to cope with life, which, as we find out soon, were not healthy ways. In 1957, at the age of 21, Joseph married Rosemary. She was 17 at the time. The couple went on to have seven children, three sons and four daughters. Elizabeth was born on April 6, 1966. Joseph began sexually abusing her in 1977, when she was 11. Elizabeth ran away from home in 1983 at the age of 15. She went into hiding with a friend from work. Three weeks later, she was found by the police, and they returned her to her parents. On August 28, 1984, Joseph lured Elizabeth into the basement of the family's home, saying he needed help carrying a door. Elizabeth held the door while Joseph fixed it into place. As soon as he attached the door to the hinges, he struck. He held an ether-soaked towel to her face until she was unconscious and he threw her into the makeshift chamber that he had created. As the day went on, her mother worried and filed a missing persons report, as she had previously done. Her father told police that she likely joined a religious cult because she talked about doing so. Nearly a month later, Joseph gave a letter to the police, the first of many letters he forced Elizabeth to write while he held her captive. The letter stated that she was tired of living with her family and she was staying with a friend. She warned her parents not to look for her, or she would leave the country. Joseph would head down to the basement every morning at 9 a.m. His family believed this was for work because he was dedicated to his job, 
but for Elizabeth, it was torture from her monstrous father. For the first two years, he left her alone, only keeping her captive from her family and the outside world. But then he began to rape her, as he did when she was just 11. Shortly after this, Elizabeth became pregnant. She miscarried 10 weeks into the pregnancy. Two years later, she became pregnant again, and in August of 1988, she gave birth to a baby girl she named Kirsten. Two years later, another baby came, a boy named Stefan. The two children lived in the chamber in the cellar with their mother for the remainder of her imprisonment. Joseph brought down weekly rations of food and water, and Elizabeth attempted to teach the children and tried to give them the most normal life she could under the horrific circumstances. Over the years, Elizabeth birthed more children. After Elizabeth gave birth to her fourth child in 1994, Joseph decided to enlarge the chamber. He made it go from 380 square feet to 590 square feet, but he had made Elizabeth and her older two children dig out the soil with their bare hands for years. The next child she gave birth to shortly died after childbirth. She then had three more. These children would end up living up in the house with Joseph and Rosemary. In order to conceal what he had been doing from his wife, he would place the child in the bushes or on the doorstep, swaddled, and he would add a note that he would force Elizabeth to write, claiming she couldn't take care of the baby and was leaving it for her parents to take care of. Rosemary would inform social services each time one of the children arrived, and each time social services found nothing out of the ordinary and approved them to be foster parents to their infant grandchildren. Eventually, Joseph would give Elizabeth things for her and the children living in the chamber. They had a television, a radio, a video cassette player, a refrigerator, and hot plates. But he would punish them by shutting off their lights or refusing to deliver food for days at a time. He even told them they would be gassed if they tried to escape and threatened they would be electrocuted if they messed with the chamber door. On April 19, 2008, Elizabeth had begged her father to allow her 19-year-old daughter to go to the hospital after she fell unconscious. Elizabeth helped Joseph carry Kirsten out of the chamber. This was the first time in 24 years that Elizabeth was out of that room. He forced her to return to the chamber, and he called for an ambulance to come get Kirsten, where she was admitted with kidney failure. Joseph arrived at the hospital claiming to have found a note written by Elizabeth explaining Kirsten's condition. Medical staff felt Joseph was lying about something, and they called the police on April 21st. The police questioned Kirsten and made an appeal to the public for her mother to come forward to provide information on Kirsten's medical history. The police also reopened the case file on Elizabeth's disappearance. Elizabeth pleaded with her father to allow her to go to the hospital and be with Kirsten. On April 26, he released her and her sons from the chamber. He then took Elizabeth to the hospital. Kirsten's doctor called the police and informed them that Joseph and Elizabeth were there. 
the police detained them at the hospital and took them to the police station for questioning. Elizabeth was tight-lipped as she was questioned. The police promised her she would never have to see her father again. She just had to tell them what happened. Over the next two hours, she told her story of being held captive by her own father for 24 years. Shortly after midnight, police officers completed their investigation and arrested Joseph on suspicion of serious crimes against family members. During the evening of April 27th, Elizabeth, her children, and her mother were taken into care. Police said Joseph told them how to enter the basement chamber through a small hidden door opened by a secret keyless entry code. On April 29th, it was announced that DNA evidence confirmed that Joseph was the biological father of all of the children. On March 16, 2009, Joseph's trial began. He pled guilty to all charges with the exception of murder and grievous assault by threatening to gas the family if they disobeyed him. On the first day of testimony, the jury watched 11 hours of testimony recorded by Elizabeth in sessions with the police and psychologists. The recordings are said to be so horrifying that eight jurors did not watch more than two hours of tape at a time. It was said that on the second day of testimony, Elizabeth showed up to court in disguise because she didn't want to ever see her father again. But rumor has it they locked eyes and Joseph went pale. The following day, he went up to the judge and said he wanted to change his plea to guilty on all charges. On March 19, 2009, Joseph was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for 15 years. He accepted the sentence and did not appeal. He is currently serving out his sentence in the Garston Abbey. After the trial, Elizabeth and her six children were moved to an unnamed village in northern Austria where they are living in a fortress-like house. Family has stated they are doing well and enjoying life together now. And that is the story of the girl in in the basement, Elizabeth Fritzel. I know this one was a bit of a heavy one, and if you made it this far, I just want to say thank you for hanging out with me today. Until next time, guys. Bye.